Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome and thank you for joining us on another episode of Ask the Experts. I'm your host, Matt Alvarez, and this is a show about your health, your life, and much more with our rotating cast of experts. You can catch up on all of our past shows on talk1370.com slash experts. And of course, if you would like a question answered on air, feel free to email us. Ask the experts at talk1370.com. Joining me back on the program is Dr. Dan Hotesclaw. Dr. Dan Hotesclaw is with the Austin Dental Implant Center. Uh, Dr. Hotesclaw, welcome back. Uh, thanks for having me back. Uh, let's start things off real quick uh, and let's talk about the Austin Dent- Dental Implant Center. Um, what do you guys do? Well, as the name implies, we are in Austin and we do dental implants. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's our specialty. We don't do a whole lot of other procedures, just implants, anything related to implants, uh, surgery, including bone, sinuses, anything that preps the mouth to receive implants, um, also the restorations for the implants. So that involves you know, single implants replacing one tooth. Uh, sometimes people are missing two or three teeth. And then we also specialize in what we do probably in 90% of the patients we treat, uh, something called a teeth in a day procedure where we're basically placing a number of dental implants and attaching a set of new teeth all on the same day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said uh, specialist. I think there may not be a lot of listeners that would know the difference between a specialist in this field and maybe, say, their regular dentist that, that say that they can do this type of work. Right. There is a, a big difference. So you have, in dentistry, you have general dentist, and then you have a, a number of specialties that are you know, recognized as specialties. Uh, for example, there's uh, oral surgeons, periodontists, uh, antidontists do root canals, um, prosthodontists specialize in crown and bridge, so uh, pediatric dentists specialize in treating children. Um, and these specialties, when you are a specialist, you go to extra schooling anywhere from three to five years of additional school on top of dental school. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of patients don't, realize is they'll go to see a dentist and many times those dentists will say that they are certified to place dental implants and that is not the same thing as going to see a specialist for example a oral surgeon or a periodontist they receive anywhere from three to five years of additional training specifically devoted to surgery whereas a general dentist is receiving their four years of undergraduate dental education and they'll have some exposure to some of these procedures but they're not doing these on a day in day out basis for years under 
you know, supervised training. Mm-hmm. And then uh, most of the time, if they're receiving uh, continuing education courses to be certified, you know, quote unquote, to place dental implants, many of these courses are online or uh, held at conferences that may last a couple of days, or they are even held in, you know, sometimes even hotel ballrooms where they're, you know, going for a few hours of lecture time. They may place some implants on a pig jaw and then they get a certificate that they are quote unquote certified to place dental implants. And, you know, we have a lot of patients that come into the office and they may have an implant placed at another office. And, you know, if sometimes there are occasional problems with them and they'll say, well, you know, my dentist, you know, said they, you know, are certified to place implants. And that's when we explain to them, well, there's a difference between, you know, a quote unquote certification and a you know, specialist. And, you know, most specialists that you'll find in Austin are also board certified specialists where not only have they graduated from a, you know, specialty training program, they've also uh, passed a board examination, which typically is a written examination, an oral examination, uh, case presentations, case defenses. So when you see you know, a specialist versus a uh, regular dentist, you are you know, seeing someone that has quite a bit more training and quite a bit more experience in some of these procedures. Now, there are some dentists that have been placing you know, implants for you know, many, many years, um, you know, and they certainly have experience. But there is a, you know, still a difference between you know the level of training that is received. You do this day in day out, every day. Yep, this is. Well, you have days off, but every day, yeah, right. Any day we're at work, this is all we're doing. Mm -hmm. And you, you put in. It's kind of one of those like that old saying: you put in ten thousand hours into a certain skill, and you master it. Oh, I mean, completely. I mean, um, you know, perfect example is. When I was in dental school, I did tons of fillings. I haven't done a filling in you know, 20 years. Uh, I still could do a filling if I needed to do a filling, but I've been out of practice for right. 20 years versus you know someone that's doing it day in, day out. You know, they could probably do one in five minutes. You know, it's the same with us for surgery. This is you know all we're doing all day, anywhere from 8 to 12 hours a day. And you know uh, that's where uh, I think when people are researching – you know, some of these procedures concerning dental implants, whether it be one implant or, you know, a full mouth of implants, they, uh, there's a lot of different uh, people advertising this procedure that, you know, have various levels of training and experience. And it's sometimes hard for a patient to cut through all that noise and chatter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if they're being bombarded with, you know, tons of advertisement about dental implants and teeth in a day and, and stuff like that. Uh, there's certainly been an explosion of advertisements for those procedures, um, whether it be on TV or especially the internet. And you know, there can be a lot of misleading information on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, you know, it's very hard to cut through, you know, what is accurate and not quite as accurate. If you're just tuning in, uh, you're listening to Ask the Experts, and today we're sitting down with Dr. Dan Hotesclaw with the Austin Dental Implant Center, and we're talking about, well, you know, his practice and dental implants. Uh, Dr. Hotesclaw, how long does the entire process take for dental implants? Well, it depends if you're talking about a single implant 
or a full mouth of implants. So, for example, if you're talking about one implant, if you are already missing a tooth and you don't need any bone grafting or anything of that nature, then basically an implant can be placed typically within you know, 20 minutes or so for the entire surgical time. Then these implants have to heal on average for about three months. And what you're waiting for during that three-month time is down at the microscope level for the bone cells to fuse to the surface of the implant. And there's really no way to speed that up. A lot of patients will ask if they take vitamins or if they can drink more milk or take calcium pills. And I mean, you can. It's not going to hurt anything. But there's really no way to speed that process up. Bone only heals so fast. And after that healing time, then teeth can be attached. Now, you can, in certain situations, attach a tooth to a single implant immediately. But in some cases, it does increase the chance of complications. So uh, that's not done for every single tooth when it's one single implant. Now, if you have a bad tooth and that tooth has to come out, depending on the spot in the mouth where it has to come out or how much infection or bone loss that there is, sometimes the tooth can come out and an implant can be placed right away. Sometimes it can't. If there's too much bone loss, too much infection, the tooth would have to come out. We have to place bone. That bone has to heal for an average time of about three months or so. Once that is healed, then the implant can be placed, and then that has to heal for an additional three months or so. And then you have to have the crown made that attaches to the implant. So if you have a badly infected tooth with a lot of bone loss, you could be looking at you know, anywhere from you know, seven-plus months of healing time before you actually get the tooth on there. You know, during that time, depending on if it's a front tooth or a back tooth, you, know, you can wear a uh, temporary tooth so you don't have to walk around with a big gap in the mm-hmm. front of your smile, but it won't be the actual implant tooth until everything is healed. Could you speak a little bit about the success rate for this procedure? If you're talking about single implants um, or even you know a couple of implants together, uh, there's multiple, multiple published studies on this with long, long-term data. And the success rate for modern implants runs anywhere from about 93.5% to upwards of 96.5% on average. Now, in the past, if you were a smoker, there was a lower success rate with implants and smokers. With the more modern style implants that have been around for about the past, gosh, at least 15 years, the difference in success rate between smokers and non-smokers is pretty insignificant. Now, if you're talking about teeth in a day implants, this is where it's a completely different scenario. So with this type of treatment, the success rate in multiple published studies, again, from multiple different authors, multiple different countries, multiple different implant systems, it approaches over 99%. And one of the reasons that particular type of treatment is has a higher success rate than individual implants is when you're placing multiple implants in the mouth and you are attaching them to a one solid complete bridge, it distributes the force more evenly throughout the mouth. And implants don't tend to have complications because of bacteria like teeth, they tend to have issues because of stress overload. And so when we can place multiple implants, attach them with a solid bridge, they have better stress distribution, so they have fewer problems. 
So those have a much higher success rate. I mean, they're both great success rates, but the full mouth implants have an even higher success rate. And the treatment time for that is quite different. That is when, you know, you have the term teeth in a day. We can put the implants in one day and attach a set of teeth all at the same time. Now, typically, they're not your final permanent set of teeth. And you wouldn't want to get your final permanent set of teeth on the same day you had your surgery. No, I'd, I'd want some crap to go into that. Yeah, I mean, you need you got healing that has to take place. Yeah. You know, your gums are going to swell. They're going to shrink. Plus, you want time to make any changes. Mm-hmm. You know, you might want to you know, tweak it, customize it. If you get everything done on the same day, you, know, you don't get that opportunity. So when it's called teeth in a day, yes, you are walking out of the office with teeth that are attached. They are teeth that are placed in one day. They're just not your final teeth on that same day. Whereas in the past... You'd have to have the teeth out, bone graft, or a denture. You'd be in a denture for anywhere from six months to a year before you'd get a permanent set of teeth. So it is quite an advanced mm-hmm. step forward to what was offered in the past with regular implant dentistry. We certainly have come a long way from that. And uh, we have a long way to go on this show. We're going to step aside for a quick break, but don't go anywhere. We have more with Dr. Dan Hotesclaw coming up on Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And you're tuned in to Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370. We're sitting down with Dr. Dan Hotzclaw with the Austin Dental Implant Center. Uh, Dr. Hotzclaw, um, can we talk about some of the patients that you see uh, walk into your office? I mean, the typical patient that we see, you know, we keep a lot of stats and data because uh, we're, as far as I know, the one of the only offices, period, that publishes uh, statistics and data uh, for the treatment that we perform in the office. So every year we compile all the stats of, you know, the average age of the patient, males versus females, average, uh, you know, types of procedures that they're having done. So we have a lot of very long-term data. And, you know, for a teeth-in-a-day procedure, which is the procedure we do about 90% of the time in the office, you know, the average age of patients having this done is 58.2 years old. And that you know varies a little bit from year to year, but that's pretty consistently right around that number um, mm-hmm. of the patients having it done. Male versus female, pretty consistent. It's almost fifty-fifty. Uh, some years, a few more men get it than the women. Some years, you know, a few more women are having it done than the men. But very, very uh, similar. A lot of people think because of the size of the procedure and the cost of the procedure that uh, you know only. Wealthy people are having this procedure done, but you know it's it's almost quite the opposite. It's average everyday people that are having this procedure done. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've treated people from all different walks of life. Um, it's uh, just a lot of people don't go around telling you that they've had this done, right? 
we really don't want anyone to know that they've had this done because you know if somebody's had this done and you can look at them and instantly tell that they've had it done then you know we didn't do the job that we wanted to do because you know we want this to be natural looking and seamless mm-hmm. um, so you know there are quite a few people having this done and really all ages all walks of life from you know very young people sometimes uh you know, people even in their 20s will need this done, and it could be for various reasons. It could be from, you know, an accident. It could be from, you know, a, a past history of drug abuse, and now they're cleaning uh, cleaning things up, but their, you know, teeth have been destroyed, and, mm-hmm. you know, they don't want that to affect, you know, the whole rest of their life. So, you know, sometimes they need this type of procedure. And then we have, you know, patients, you know, all the way up into their, uh, you know, 70s, 80s, even 90s that have had this procedure done. Mm-hmm. And I've had that question asked, you know, why would somebody, you know, in their, you know, 80s or 90s get this done? And I said, you know, uh, I did ask a gentleman that had this procedure done in our office and he was in his 90s. And um, I said, you know, can I ask you this question? Because I get this, you know, asked all the time. And he said, you know, there's certain, at my age, there's certain parts of me that just don't work so well anymore. And he said, you know, this is one thing that I can fix and I can get enjoyment out of. He says, you know, I get my legs fixed, but I'm not going to go out and run a marathon at my age. Mm-hmm. He says, I can get this done and I can eat what I want for however left I have here. You know, I'd like to be able to eat what I want to eat. He said, because I can definitely eat. Yeah, he signed it. <laughs> if I have something to chew with. He says, yeah. right now, I can't eat what I want. He said, you know, I want to, you know, if I want to go get a steak, I want to eat a steak. He says, you know, I want to be able to smile, take pictures. And he says, you know, that's what I can do by getting this done. Whereas, you know, if I have certain other things done, I, I still can't do exactly what I'd like to do or what I used to be able to do in the past. Uh, you know, so this is, you know, something that, you know, becomes important to them. And uh, that's the types of people that we see on a daily basis in the office for this type of treatment. Dr. Holtzclaw, you know, with all the procedures that you've done in your career, have you ever been asked um, to teach what you know and and to give others advice about everything you've learned along the way? So, yes, uh, you know, and that's a pertinent question because in the upcoming months, um, I'm actually doing quite a bit of traveling. Uh, I am going out to uh, Orange County, California to uh, give a lecture out there on uh, full mouth implant surgery, bone grafting. Going to uh, Washington D.C. Uh, at the Academy of Integration meeting, which is one of the world's largest dental implant meetings held every year. Also heading to Italy, doing some work with uh, a specialized type of implants called zygomatic implants that go up literally into the cheekbones, and thus for people with really severe amounts of bone loss. Um, going down to Brazil in a few months to speak at a uh, International Congress in Brazil. And then I just uh, about two weeks ago was asked to head down to Australia and give five lectures down in Australia in Melbourne and Sydney on full mouth dental implants, teeth in a day. So we do you know, teach this mm-hmm. in other venues. Uh, so that's what is nice is that, you know, in town, you know, there is a clinic available that, you know, Places around the world are asking to come teach them what to do, whereas you know typically you think you'd have to travel to New York or L.A. or Chicago yeah. to get this 
it feels like you should be stationed out of New York or LA or like some big major city like that. Uh, LA is too crowded and New mm-hmm. York's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> I think Austin's about as far north as I could live. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere else is, uh, I was in the Navy for 13 years and, you know, so I got to uh, travel around the world at Uncle Sam's request and some of the places I got stationed were a little colder, Washington, D.C., Virginia. Um, yeah. Didn't really have a choice there, but uh, yeah, Texas is about as cold as I'd like it to be. So mm-hmm. now I do have licenses in New York and California, mm-hmm. so I will occasionally travel out there to see patients. But we actually have quite a few patients that fly in to see us here um, at the office in Austin, and then we have another one down in San Antonio. So they'll you know sometimes come uh, to one or the other, you know. And then you have kind of the opposite where somebody is in South Austin and they don't want to drive and cross the river Mm -hmm. because it's too far and they'll see, you know, whoever is closest by. And, you know, I I would liken this to, you know, if you were getting treatment for, you know, cancer, you know, a lot of people will go down to MD Anderson where an example, my father-in-law, he lives in North Dakota and he drives to Minnesota to the Mayo Clinic to get treatment done. And, you know, with this type of procedure, you're getting it done once. So, you know, basing it on, you know, who's closest, if you were getting, you know, major medical procedure, cancer treatment, and you were going to go down to, you know, the closest clinic just because it's the closest, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people just, you know, don't do that when it comes to their medical treatment. And with this type of procedure, you know, I really think that people should treat it the same way because you're getting it done, you know, one time. You know, we do try to make things as convenient as possible and we have equipment in the office that no one else in this area has. So for example, you know, we have 3D face scanners that we take pictures with. It scans your face and we take the CAT scan data, it merges it all together, and then we have five laboratory technicians that can design your teeth and smile based on all this computer data. And so we can tweak things and see what it looks like before we make the teeth. So for example, we'll have certain patients that'll want you know, a little bit crooked teeth or gaps in the teeth. Um, and we can really customize these to whatever anybody wants and then see what it looks like before we actually make the teeth. And then we have all of the equipment in-house. So we have two really large German milling machines and they're called Zirkenzahn milling machines and we fabricate the teeth right there all in house whereas pretty much every other place in this area if you're having any of these kind of teeth made they have to send them out to a completely different laboratory have the laboratory make it ship it back which really takes a lot of the control out of the dentist's hands it's really putting a lot of that into the technician's hands adds a lot of time to the procedure and you know, uh, doesn't allow some of the customization or attention that we can provide by having you know, everything in-house with our own lab technicians that just work for us. They don't work for other people. So they can put all their time and attention to our patients' you know, treatment and desires. And many times the patients will actually meet with the lab technicians and look at their teeth being designed on the computer and give input and make suggestions. And 
Sometimes if the suggestions are good, we can incorporate them. And sometimes if they're not, we can show them, well, that might not be such a good idea. And here's why. Take a look on the computer and you can see, oh, yeah, that doesn't look so good. So let's you know, not do that one. But they at least got to see what it looked like before anything went any further. Mm-hmm. If, you're, uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370. And we're sitting down with Dr. Dan Holtzclaw with the Austin Dental Implant Center. We're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back... We'll have much more about dental implants right here on Talk 1370. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And welcome back to Ask the Experts. I'm your host, Matt Alvarez. Thanks again for tuning in. This is a show about your health, your life, and much more all with our rotating cast of experts. And today's expert is Dr. Dan Hotzclaw with the Austin Dental Implant Center. Dr. Hotzclaw, um, you know, we were, we were talking about your experience and what you guys do with dental implants, um, the procedures that's done. But let's talk a little bit about the confidence that your client may experience after the procedure is complete. Well, actually, in our slogan, it's restoring hope, confidence, and smiles. And that's one thing that... Uh, you know, we do see significant change in patients is just an improvement in the way they feel about themselves, how confident they are. And it's very common for after somebody has this procedure done that they may come back and they'll have a new hairstyle or they have new clothes. I mean, it's literally like they're a transformed person. And, you know, uh, we just did a procedure recently of somebody who has a lot of in a very up close and personal face to face interaction with patients. And this particular person was having issues because they had pretty severe gum disease. And not only did they not like the way that their teeth looked when they smiled, because the teeth were starting to shift around, they had, you know, a lot of staining on their teeth, but also the uh, just the smell from the gum disease was mm-hmm. pretty significant. And you know, this person had to do a lot of up-close interaction with other people. And so you know, they literally tried to keep their mouth closed as much as possible because they didn't want anyone seeing the teeth, but they also didn't want you know the smell to escape. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of this is genetic. So you know, some of these people, they are brushing their teeth. They are taking care of their teeth. But you know, if you look at a number of studies that have been performed – you know, there's a certain segment of the population, about 8 to 10%, that they don't have to do anything to take care of their teeth, and they typically never have any problems. Yeah, I think my father falls into that category. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody knows somebody that yeah. way. You know, they don't brush their teeth, but they never have cavities. They never have gum disease. They never have any problems. And then you've got people on the other opposite end of the spectrum, about the same percentage, 8 to 10%, that they can brush their teeth all day long. They can floss. They go see the dentist, and they just constantly have problems. And the reason for that is gum disease is basically caused by a certain handful of bacteria. And 
what determines whether or not you have gum disease or I have gum disease is how your body reacts to that bacteria. So for certain people, they may have these bad characters of bacteria and their body has no reaction to it. So they don't develop any problems. And then you've got the other opposite end of the population who they can have very tiny amounts of this really you know, bad bacteria and their body just aggressively reacts to it. And when your body tries to get rid of this bacteria, it's akin to if you had a fly come into your living room and you try to kill it with a hand grenade. You kill the fly, but you blow up the living room. And now you've got a big hole in the wall, and now more stuff can come in your living room. And it's just a never-ending process. Basically, gum disease is almost the same way. You get bacteria, and if your body reacts to that bacteria, it starts dissolving bone as a side effect of trying to kill this bacteria. Now you, d- you lose bone, you get deeper pockets around the teeth, bacteria gets further under the gums, and the process just continues. Eventually, the teeth get so loose that they fall out, and your body's basically solved the problem because it's eliminated the cause of the problem. But we don't want it to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So when we do this procedure, and people don't have to worry about you know the way that things look or the smell or you know can I eat you know this or not eat that? And a lot of people, you know, it has been years mm-hmm. since they've been able to not think about what they're going to eat. I mean, imagine going out to eat at a restaurant. And you know that 90% of the menu is off limits to you because you can't chew the food on there. And so you have to pick you know, the mushiest, easiest thing to chew. And that's just not very fun. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of these patients say, you know, I haven't gone out to eat in years because most places there's nothing I can eat. You know, I don't want to order just mashed potatoes, you know, if I go there and – you know, everybody else is eating because one, I don't want to watch everyone else eat food that I want to eat. And two, if I just order mashed potatoes and or if that's all I eat and leave the rest of my plate, then people start asking questions, you know, well, you know, is anything wrong? And so they just don't go out to eat. So just, you know, the confidence of being able to do things that a lot of other people take for granted is, you know, something that people gain, you know, immediately. You don't have to wait because the teeth are attached the day you have the surgery done. And you know, so that is something that you know, we see on a daily basis there, which is nice for our end, and you know, but also nice for the patients. I also feel that you know it's not just confidence; it's it, people right before a procedure like this is done, they're living in constant fear of something happening, um, and just a level of self consciousness as well when they're interacting with human beings, mm-hmm. other human beings. Um, yeah. I, I think it it takes a toll on your mental health. It it, uh, it sort it of has certainly to. Does. I mean. Perfect example, just this week, I mean, literally a couple days ago, we had a patient come in. She said she was at a large board room meeting, number of people sitting around the table, and she's talking, and her bridge falls out of her mouth. Oh. And she you know, scoops it up real quick, excuses herself from the room, but she just was mortified. And you know, everybody in the room saw it. And now she's got to come back into the room and she's, you know, completely embarrassed. And, you know, everybody now knows that she's got, you know, issues with her teeth. And, you know, she's now taking steps to address that. Uh, But, you know, many times we find that there's a tipping point, you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back, you know, something like that happens. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, a lot of times people will have, you know, literally their one good tooth that they are using to 
chew with or the one good tooth that holds in their partial denture, uh, you know, it ends up cracking or breaking. And that is what, you know, uh, pushes them to go get something like this done. And, you know, for many people, just coming into the office is a huge step for them. I mean, just to get up the confidence to come to the dentist's office. Because a lot of times when you speak about confidence, you know, many patients, you know, are their teeth are in the state that they're in because they just have an immense fear of anything related to the dentist. Mm-hmm. And you know, just coming in to talk to us sometimes is, is really a big step. And that's where it's nice when we do this procedure – we you know sedate the patients with uh, IV sedation, so you don't have to be awake for any of the shots. You're you know, asleep before any of that happens, and you know, that isn't done at a lot of offices. I mean, a lot of offices advertise that they offer sedation, and that's where you really have to talk to the dentist at the location that you're at and say, "Well, what kind of sedation are you doing?" Because a lot of offices just offer oral sedation where they're essentially giving you a pill. Mm-hmm. The pill makes you nice and sleepy and you know they uh, monitor your vital signs, but basically they're just relying on the pill to do everything. And you know we do that in the office for some smaller procedures and we don't even charge for it. We just prescribe you the pills and we monitor you. And some offices, you know, they'll charge pretty significant amounts basically to hand you a pill, um, which is kind of crazy to me, but most of these are all these bigger cases we do with IV sedation. And that just gives you a significant amount of increased control because you can, uh, when you administer the medications, you know, they go directly into the bloodstream. So you are having a more instantaneous effect, but it also makes the procedure a lot safer because you can give a lot of other medications to, you know, help with blood pressure or help with, uh, you know, anxiety, help with, you know, blood sugar, you know, uh, a number of different uh, you know, systems of the body that you simply can't control by just giving a pill. So when it comes to uh, consultations and making that first step and walking into your office, is there an appointment fee or how, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, well, the exam at our office is very simple. It's a free, uh, no-cost consultation. So there's no charge for an x-ray. There's no charge for the exam. So basically, when someone comes in, we'll review their health history. We take a CAT scan, and a lot of places uh, don't have a CAT scan, so they'll require you to go to a separate CAT scan center. And typically, the fee there is about three hundred and fifty dollars, and you, the patient, has to pay for the CAT scan, and then they want you to bring it with you. And so you're already paying for that before you even have the procedure done. And you're having to make another visit to a completely separate place, make a completely different appointment. We don't have to deal with any of that because we have CAT scan in both of our locations. So you come in, you get the CAT scan, we review that right away, and then we can go over that, show you everything up on the screen, show you what the plan is, um, and then give you all your different options. And the CAT scan is really nice because it shows us literally everything from the inside out. We can see you know, how thick all the bone is, where the nerves are, where the sinuses are, and you simply can't get that information with a regular x-ray. Mm-hmm. And that lets us make the convenience of one single appointment and presenting all the information at one time. And there's no cost for any of that. Sounds pretty easy going. Yeah, it's, it's very simple. And they can, uh, I guess they can find out more information on your website, austindentalimplantcenter.com. 
it, well, it's time for break, but we still have plenty of things to talk about. So we're going to step aside real quick and we'll be back with uh, more of Dr. Dan Holtzclaw right here on Ask the Experts on Talk 1370. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And welcome back to Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370. Today we're sitting down with Dr. Dan Hotzclaw with the Austin Dental Implant Center. Dr. Hotzclaw, we've spoken, you know, a lot about everything from your experience to, um, you know, the procedures that you do, teeth in a day. Um, let's change the topic a little bit and talk about, you know, after the procedure is done, what can these clients expect to eat? Well, once this procedure is finished, you a common question we'll get is, you know, what can I eat after the surgery? How long do I have to wait? You know, once this procedure's done, you can technically start to eat immediately. Mm-hmm. Now, most people it takes a few days because obviously it's a it is a surgery, and you know sometimes people forget that they think because it's in the mouth or it's dental, it's not a really you know real surgery, mm-hmm. and you know it is a surgery. It's it's a you know basically equivalent to having like a knee replacement surgery. Uh, so when you have this done, you will you know need a few days to recover, but it's not uncommon for a couple of days after the surgery for patients to be eating you know, hamburgers, chicken. Uh, you, can, you have two different phases. You have the uh, healing phase, which is you know, the first few months after the surgery. And during that phase, all the gums are healing, the bone's healing. We're waiting for the uh, bone to fuse to the implants. And so during that phase... We do want you to avoid certain foods, and it's typically the harder foods like uh, corn on the cob, peanuts, turkey legs, peanut brittle, anything you have to really bite and tug and chew on. Mm -hmm. But you can actually eat most other foods. You can eat hamburgers, fish, pasta, barbecue, Mexican food, chips. Uh, Big question we get all the time is can I eat chips and salsa? Yes, you can eat most foods. Uh, We just want you to avoid those certain harder foods during that initial healing phase. After everything is healed and you have your permanent set of teeth in, at that point you can basically eat anything that you want to eat that you would eat with your normal teeth. We still typically tell patients to avoid ice cubes, jawbreakers, you know, crunching a hard candy, which we wouldn't recommend that you do with your natural teeth anyway, right. which people do and that's why you know people have fractured teeth and you know, have to go get root canals and crowns and that kind of thing. But you know if it can crack your natural tooth, you know, it can certainly crack you know, something man-made, you know, that's another misconception that sometimes people have is they say, well, if I get something in my mouth, it's indestructible. No. (laughs) I mean, there's nothing on this planet that I know that's indestructible. I've always heard what man makes will break. Uh, Certainly. People will find a way to, you know, do anything to, you know, anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yes, nothing is indestructible, you know, but if you use common sense, you know, things, you know, typically will last, you know, for a significant amount of time. But you can eat almost anything immediately. I'd say probably the biggest adjustment for people is 
prior to having a surgery like this done, you spent your whole life with your teeth. So your muscles in your face, your cheeks, your lips, you know, your jaw are used to your teeth. They have mm. muscle memory. And so if those teeth are removed and a new set of teeth is put in, it's going to feel different to your muscles. And your muscles for the first in a few days after the surgery are still trying to function the way that they did with your old set of teeth. And so it takes a little bit of time for your muscles to realize, you know, I've got, you know, a new set of teeth in here and I'm going to basically adjust to this new set of teeth. And that's different for every, uh, every person. Some people, you know, it literally takes a matter of minutes and they adjust to it. And some people, it takes them a little bit longer, but the muscles eventually figure out if I bite to this position, it's the less amount of work that I have to do as a muscle. And that means I get less tired. And so the muscles automatically will find that position and make it a lot easier for the person to chew there. So typically that's the biggest adjustment period is just learning to chew with the new muscle memory after they get the new set of teeth in. But you can essentially eat most anything that you want. Well, what about maintenance settling? What does that look like? Well, to be honest, it's, it's actually quite a bit easier than your natural teeth. So mm-hmm. with these teeth, the bridge is one solid piece. And the that solid bridge fits very tightly against the gums. And to take care of these, basically all you have to do is brush them. You don't floss anymore because the bridge is one solid piece. So there's nowhere for the floss to go. And because the bridge fits very tightly against the gums, you don't have to dig up underneath the bridge. So you don't need to get any special flossers or toothpicks or anything like that to go dig up underneath. We actually don't want you doing that. Uh, You can use a water pick to clean the edges of the bridge. So basically you're talking about a toothbrush, water pick. You can use mouth rinse if you want to use Listerine or anything of that nature, just like you you would for your natural teeth for fresh breath and uh, killing bacteria in the mouth. But Mm -hmm. uh, the other big difference is when you have your natural teeth, if you don't have any gum disease, you know, it's recommended you get cleaning twice a year. If you do have gum disease, then you can get cleanings, you know, as many as, you know, four times a year, once every three months. And with these teeth, with a teeth in a day procedure, basically we are seeing you on average once a year for a maintenance visit. And at that yearly visit, we take the teeth off. And to take the teeth off, it's very simple. I mean, to be perfectly honest, it's almost like changing a tire. The teeth are held into the mouth with four little screws uh, or however many implants that you have. And so we basically remove the screws and the teeth come right out. There's no shots needed. There's no pain. So we take the screws out, teeth come out. We then polish them, clean them, put them back in, check your bite. Uh, But the biggest, most important thing we're doing at that yearly visit is we change the screws that hold the teeth into the mouth because mm-hmm. these screws are really tiny. They're about 0.9 millimeters in diameter. And if you think about a paper clip, you know, if you bend a paper clip enough times, it'll break because it gets metal fatigue. Well, these little screws that are holding the teeth in the mouth, you know, you're chewing millions of times per year. And the bite force that you have, you know, can sometimes exceed, you know, 500 pounds per square inch. And so you're chewing millions of times per year. You're putting tons of pressure on these teeth and these little tiny screws that are 0.9 millimeters are you know, having to withstand all of that force. Mm-hmm. So yearly at that maintenance visit, we change out the screws, put in new screws. That way uh, you know, we reduce the chance of any metal fatigue 
with these little tiny screws. We torque them down with a torque wrench, literally just like you work on a car with, except mm. much smaller. And Does uh, it make the clicking noise? It does, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does, um, just, just like a regular wrench. Mm-hmm. Um, so we tighten those down, and it uh, makes everything fit nice and snug, and then we seal up the hole so... You know, when you have these screws holding the bridge in, you don't get any food or debris in there. We seal them up, and then you're back on your way. So very easy to take care of. Well, Dr. Hotzclaw, we have time for just one more question, and it should be pretty simple. Um, why should I have this procedure done with you guys instead of someone else? Well, I would say you know, with this type of procedure, I would definitely encourage people to you know, research who they're having it done with. Um, and you know, for us... Uh, we've done more of these than almost anybody in the world. We have published uh, a number of articles and peer-reviewed journals on this procedure. Uh, we've I've, I've lectured on this procedure you know, at venues you know, all over the world, you know, in Asia, Europe, North America. Uh, haven't been to South America yet, but that'll be remedied in just a few months. Yeah, check that um, out soon. You know, so... Uh, I, we teach this procedure, um, you know, so that's why I'd say, you know, the biggest reason I would say is that you know, we have the experience because there are things that come up with these kind of procedures that are not in any textbook. Uh, we've invented a number of techniques, you know, really out of necessity that, you know, we've gone on and taught to other people at conferences uh, that, you know, uh, no one even knew existed because, you know, as you're doing a lot of these, you just run into all different kinds of scenarios. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've literally seen almost anything you can think of from the number of procedures that we've done. We also have you know, a lot of equipment that no one else has. You know, like I said, no one, no one has Zirkinzon milling machines. No one has Zirkinzon face scanners. Uh, you know, typically, the process in town is still done you know, the, the older way with uh, you know, wax and... Um, denture teeth and you know it's a longer more drawn out process you know so we have uh, you know a lot of this cutting edge equipment and really the only reason you would buy some of this equipment is if you were doing a lot of these procedures because if you're not you know some of this equipment is you know very large um, specialized equipment and you really wouldn't have any need for it unless you were you know doing a lot of these types of procedures so just the experience the you know specialized equipment you know this is all that we do and it's all contained in house. So Mm -hmm. we don't have to call in, you know, uh, a surgeon. We don't have to call in a laboratory person and coordinate, you know, four different schedules every time we see you. It's just, everything's there one place, all taken care of at one time, you know, a lot of experience and, you know, this is all that we do. Well, Dr. Holtzclaw, I want to thank you again for joining us on the program and informing our listeners about this type of procedure. Well, I appreciate you having me on and, you wouldn't think you could talk for an hour about teeth, but uh, here we are. <laughs> here we are, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dr. Hotzclaw, again, is with the Austin Dental Implant Center. You can find out more information um, about his practice at austindentalimplantcenter.com. Hey, that wraps it up for today's show. I want to thank you again for tuning in. If you happen to miss any part of this episode or any of our past conversations, feel free to hop on over to our website, um, talk1370.com slash experts. You've been listening to Ask the Experts, and I hope you'll tune in again next week. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.